The latest class was enshrined into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and one of those players has the record for most snaps played in a row. What does it say about commitment and consistency? And how can we be encouraged in our own lives to operate with consistency and commitment? Let's unpack it. This is the Unpacking It podcast, where we relate big sports stories to life and biblical truth. Our mission is to challenge, encourage, and inspire you to follow Jesus and become more like him with sports conversations that truly matter. That's what I'm talking about! Coming to you from Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, I just want to thank you guys one last time for being here. It's the best day ever. Here is the president of Unpacking It Ministries, Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack parallels, metaphors, and topics in sports that relate to life and faith. I'm Bryce Johnson, and I am joined in studio by a special guest. We will introduce him in just a moment. It's Dean Johnson, and I'm excited to uh, to do the show with him today. Luke is out of town, and so we're going to have some fun talking about the Pro Football Hall of Fame and, and one player in particular, Joe Thomas. And it's unbelievable what he was able to accomplish while playing for one of the worst teams, the Cleveland Browns. And the era that he was a part of, a lot of losing. Yet Joe Thomas showed up snap after snap after snap game after game after game. And so a lot to unpack there. Uh, I encourage you to check out our website, unpackingit.com. If you haven't subscribed to our weekday email devotional, uh, check that out. You can subscribe subscribe for free, unpackingit.com slash subscribe. Also, fantasy football season is right around the corner. It's draft season right now. We want to help you win at fantasy football, but also Find meaning and purpose throughout the season. Go to fantasyfootballfellowship.com and you can become a member. I also encourage you to check out our Fantasy Football Fellowship podcast. Uh, I do that with Harrison Zuckerberg and, and we're doing that weekly from now until the end of the fantasy season. And so always a blast this time of year. Uh, we have a couple of leagues available for you to join if you want to play with us, against us. Uh, and so you can go to unpackingit.com slash fantasy we are brought to you by sugar creek coffee and our friends over at sugar creek man they have delicious coffee you can go to sugarcreekcoffee.com and here's what's great you can save some money use the promo code unpack encourage you to order multiple bags at a time helps with shipping and you'll enjoy some fresh roasted coffee uh, they deliver it to your door and the, the, the whole process is great the brand is great. Uh, we're friends with the owner and uh, the owners, and uh, and they're awesome. And so we're we're so grateful for their continued partnership and support of this show. Again, SugarCreekCoffee.com. Use the promo code Unpack. All right, I got one more thing to mention as we as we jump in. We you know here at Unpacking It, we're ministry. We're we're passionate about sports fans, and and we want to continue to you know equip you, encourage you, inspire you, challenge you. Uh, as a sports fan, uh, there are also things that, you know, you've got going on in life as a dad, as a leader, as a husband. And sometimes we touch on, on those topics, but our friends at Uncommon 
are really focused on those key areas. And, and so they've got blogs and content and, and a podcast themselves. Uh, it's called Uncommon. And so they're a ministry partner of ours. Uh, you can go to Uncommon. So E-N instead of O-N. Um, and go to Uncommon.org to find out more information about Uncommon. So we appreciate their support as well. All right. It's time. He's making his debut on podcast, on radio. Uh, it, this is it. This is the, this is the moment. And so uh, we're, we're thrilled to welcome uh, my dad, Dean Johnson. He's the reason I got into sports radio. I loved listening, it, listening to it with him in the car growing up. And so uh, here he is in studio. Dad, welcome. How are you? Oh, doing great, Bryce. Really appreciate you having me in today. Luke, hope you're doing well out there, but uh, it's great to be here. And as you said, we've been following sports for years, sports radio, love talking about sports, uh, but we also love the Lord and love talking about the Lord as well. That's right. Absolutely. So that's what we'll do today here on the show. And as we, as we begin this conversation, you know, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, really, it kicks off the start of the NFL season, that preseason game. We saw you know, a little bit of Jets, a little bit of Browns. Uh, but then it's that weekend where, you know, the new class comes in, they all get to do their speech. And, and you know, as NFL fans thinking back and, and reminiscing as these guys, you know, give their speeches and we, we hear about their journeys off the field, on the field, they, they mentioned all the people that impacted them. Uh, and and you, you hear about, man, what they went through to get to that level. And then you think about, man, there's only 300 or so men that have made it to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And you, you think about 32 teams with 53 players every single year. And so how difficult it is to ultimately be one of the few that puts on that gold jacket. But, but Dad, we have been to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We visited it. It's, it's fun. What is your memory from, from going to Canton and, and being a part of that? Well, I love this time of year. I love the Hall of Fame. I love what it represents. I drove by the Pro Football Hall of Fame maybe 20 times during college because that was on the way from my house to my college in Ohio, and, but I never stopped in. And finally, uh, during our trip to the Michigan app game, we were able to spend an afternoon at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It was just a wonderful experience. It's a wonderful place. Uh, the history, you could, you could spend days there, quite frankly. Um, but it was a wonderful place for us as a family to meet coming from Pennsylvania, Carolina, North Carolina, California. We all kind of met right there at the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame to start off our uh, Michigan App weekend. That's right. So he's, he's mentioning the, the game, 2007, when, when App went to the big house and, and upset uh, Michigan. So we were all there for that. And so what was crazy was the Pro Football Hall of Fame was a part of the trip. And so part of the memories of, of that, that legendary trip that, that we went on uh, as a family. And so that's what's cool, too, where when you, you, you watch the, the ceremony from the weekend, you know, families travel to to be a part of this, and you know, see all the Cleveland fans there for for Joe Thomas. A couple Jets players uh, got in, and you know, some years the class has a marquee name. Peyton Manning gets in, Brett Favre gets in. Uh, I was excited when Kurt Warner got in. You know, quarterbacks and and memorable players and superstar type guys. 
But the reality is when these offensive linemen get in, when these defensive players get in, they may not have all the same fanfare, but man, what they mean to their specific fan base, maybe not the national fan base, fan, fanfare, but their, their local team. And to think about Joe Thomas and what he meant to the Cleveland Browns and how much the fans respect him. And, and, and now I think us as NFL fans putting it into perspective, the career that Joe Thomas had, and that's what we want to focus on uh, today. Uh, but, but dad, before we do that, just kind of the other guys that, that got in um, just kind of a, a unique class, you know, not necessarily huge names, but you know, Darrell Revis was a, was a big time corner and a shutdown corner for the jets and you know ronde barber always going up up against our panthers uh always you know was a part of that dominant defense with warren Sapp and Derek brooks and john lynch and the tony dungy years and john gruden stole that touch or stole the super bowl from uh from dungy but uh no he was a good coach too but uh but anyway th this class any anything jump out to you well, typically with the classes and Rondé Barber is a perfect example. He was on a great team. And, and most of these players, as I look back, uh, played on great teams. Even the, some of the older names, Chuck Howley with the Dallas Cowboys. I, I'm surprised he wasn't in uh, prior to this. And uh, Don Coriel, the coach of Air Coriel and the uh, San Diego Chargers. And, and what stands out is that Joe Thomas was not on a winning team. It is, uh, you know, for the most part, guys talk about getting the ring, getting the ring, getting the ring year after year. You hear about get the ring, get the ring. And, and many, many, many guys have gotten the ring and we've seen rings and we've heard guys talk about the ring and all that, but the gold jacket is something pretty special. And those few, and now I guess it's 369 have gotten that gold jacket. And that's pretty special. Absolutely. And, and I think, yeah, this, this is where we need to start with, with Joe Thomas. So I always love the speeches, uh, some comments that he made is what we want to unpack today and, and look at it from a, a faith and life perspective. But to think about the, the lack of winning that Joe Thomas experienced and, and to your point and still get in to be able to stand out enough during the, the worst era <laughs> for 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 the Browns and you know they, they've had a tough time over the years uh and but he was a part of really this this horrible era uh for them and and here here are the the, the numbers he blocked for 20 different quarterbacks had six different head coaches and he only played you know, he played 11 seasons which is a great career but that's that's what happened during that time and then this is what jumped out to me his Winning percentage, Joe Thomas, while with the Browns, 0.287. It's the worst of any of the Hall of Fame's 369 inductees. So in, 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 on one hand, it's like, hey, man, why, why didn't he affect more winning? But as we know, the left tackle can only do so much. But for him to stand out and, and to be able to be that, that constant for the Browns and in many ways we're, we're on the outside looking in going, man, why is Joe Thomas still with the Browns? Why is he putting up with this? He's too good to be stuck in Cleveland, but his willingness to be loyal, to be committed. And then the, well, we'll get to that in a second. Just the fact that he stayed in Cleveland and, and this team was so bad with so many different quarterbacks. 
And, and think about, you, you know, when, when you have a quarterback that you can, you know, you play with all the time, you, you understand his tendencies and, and it's easier to be an offensive lineman when you kind of know what to expect. When you got different quarterback every season, multiple quarterbacks in, in a season, you don't even know the different schemes that, that coaches are coming in and changing and think about the number of offensive coordinators that, that went through Cleveland all during that time. Yet Joe Thomas at left tackle, boom, snap after snap, you knew what you were getting and he was showing up every single game. And, and that's, that, that just, that speaks to the, the hall of fame career that he had. Well, you mentioned two C's commitment and consistency. A third one that, came to mind for me was contentment mm. in this day and age of in, in college football uh, or college sports, the uh, transfer portal, Joe would have been first team, all transfer portal <laughs> if uh, uh, in most cases, but his contentment uh, really stood out to me. And the other thing you did mention that he had several, uh, I think he had nine offensive coordinators. So that constant change year after year, and him being able to adapt and adjust and, and you know, show that consistency and, and commitment really says a lot about his character. Yes. And so that he, he talked about it. And, and in some ways, you know, you listen to the speeches and they're talking about themselves, but they're talking about all the people uh, that, that impacted their lives and their, their career as well. But I, it's like you want to hear the truth. You want to hear what they really how they viewed their career. And so there's a fine line of the bragging and just explaining what's going on. But I think what, what Joe Thomas said uh, is, is eye opening. And so he goes, I want to start by quickly talking about a random number, 10,363. So this is Joe Thomas during his enshrinement speech. That's not too random, but that's how many consecutive snaps I had during my career from my first snap in 2007 to my last snap, which was in 2017. When I tore my triceps tendon, that's how long this journey has been. The number 10,363 is special to me in a lot of ways, and not just because it's an NFL record, but because it shows I was there for my brothers 10,363 times in a row. They could count on me. Being an offensive lineman is also about being a servant, loyalty, consistency, doing something bigger than yourself, showing up for the man next to you, those are the values I learned at an early age, and those are the values that I took onto the football field. And so that, that number, 10,363 consecutive snaps, all with the Browns, and he started 167 of 167 games. So what does that say? He was reliable. He was consistent. He was committed. And, and you heard a little bit about his mentality. He views being an offensive lineman uh, as being a servant and, and serving his brothers and showing up for his brothers and, and, and being there for the, you know, the man next to him. And the offensive line gives that great picture too, because they're literally next to each other. And so they're working together as a unit. And, and he was the anchor of that offensive line. And we know the importance of the left tackle and how they protect the quarterback and, and set that, you know, set the tone as, as the enforcer and the protector. Um, but, but those, you know, the words that he used, loyalty, consistency, those are, those are wonderful values. And, and, and in life, you know, we value that in other people. Like we want to be around people that are loyal and consistent and, and hopefully we appreciate them. Hopefully we acknowledge it and, and realize that, that sometimes it's rare 
And, and dad, you mentioned, you know, in college sports and in the NFL too, players are changing all the time. They're, they're, you know, different teams. They're holding out. They're demanding trades. We see it in all the sports. They're transferring. They're, uh, you know, finding small injuries to give them an excuse to sit out. We got load management. We've got guys that just take plays off. Yet Joe Thomas, you know, we're talking about him today as a, as a pro football hall of famer because of how, how good he was as, as a blocker and the role of a left tackle. But man, what the, the Hall of Fame quality, the values that that he operated, you know, by with, uh, of saying, "Hey, I'm going to show up. I'm going to be there," and and so it, it's it's it it really is uh, inspiring to to think about. Yeah, and what jumped out at me during the speech, um, and it just showed through, is his positive attitude. He wasn't out to create a brand. <laughs> he wasn't out to get social media followers or anything like that. He was a, a guy's guy. He was a locker room guy. He was loving the situation he was in. That had to be a revolving door in there. Oh yeah. With all the different players coming in and different linemen, different coaches, diff nothing stayed the same other than himself uh, throughout those years. And uh, the, the, the attitude that he showed and one, one little story that he told which i thought was kind of cool was kind of a trash talking piece where a, a high school uh not he wasn't a friend yet but they were on an all-star team together or something but that guy got offensive player of the year or offensive lineman of the year so he made a little dig at that guy uh, who was in the audience i uh, guess they're great friends today but saying yeah who's wearing the gold jacket ah, that's now good. that's <laughs> funny that's funny now he he's a likable guy now he's on tv and, and so, you know, you can watch him on uh, the NFL Network, and I've, I've enjoyed him over the last few years as well. And, you know, you look at these offensive linemen, too, they, they lose so much weight after they play, which is the other crazy, crazy piece of this. Uh, Jordan Gross played for the Panthers, same kind of thing. And, you know, you see a number of these guys. But, uh, but, but, but let, let's focus on, you know, really uh, this concept of consistency and, and commitment. And the thing that especially is true is that, it's easy to be consistent and committed when things are good and you're, you're showing up, things are easy and you're winning games and you're on a Super Bowl team and all that kind of thing. But when you're showing up and you're consistent and committed when you're losing that, that speaks volumes on a whole, whole nother level. And so the question to consider for us today is, are we this type of person? Are we the loyal, committed, consistent, trustworthy friend? brother, teammate, coworker, family member, neighbor, where, where we always show up when we say we're going to do something, we do it. You know, we, 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 we follow through. We're, we're, we're there when people need us. And, and sometimes that means we show up in with, with prayer it means we're praying for people. And when we say that, Hey, I'll pray for you. We're committed to it. We're consistently praying for that person. It may mean showing up with encouragement. It may mean showing up and, and being a, a good listener. Uh, it, it may be showing up when we know they need us, even though they haven't asked us to. It may mean showing up when they ask us to, and and to you know to to be there uh, when, when it's required. When it's not not necessarily required, it's an option for us to to do it. But you you know that hey man, they need me. They need me right now. Um, and so 
when when people are going through tough times, do we lean into it or do we go, ah, I don't want to, I don't want to get in the way or ah, I don't know what to say or I don't know what to do. And so we pull back or do we lean in and say, no, I'm going to be right beside my guy. I'm going to be a good teammate right now. He needs, he needs me right now. Um, and so do we, when we're going through losing seasons, because it, it would have been easy for Joe Thomas when they're losing to say, all right, I, I'm done. I'm shutting, I'm shutting things down early this season. I don't want to be around the team. I don't, I, I don't want to keep being a part of this. Oh, another change at coach. I'm out. And, and same thing kind of in our own lives. When things are going, you know, maybe uh, bad for us, we're going through a tough time. Do we pull back and sort of, I don't want to be around anybody. I'm out. Forget it. I'm going to, you know, isolate and, and pull back. Or are we going to keep showing up too? Showing up, you know, even for other people in the midst of the times when we're going through tough stuff. And that's a hard thing to do. And so it was hard for Joe playing on a losing team, especially when you're that caliber of a player. But he was there for his teammates even then. Um, and so, so the, those are, those are the, the, the opportunities that, that we have. Yeah, one of the other things that stuck out in his speech was, and, and I hear this from a lot of players giving the speech, uh, not even just Hall of Famers, but players in general talk about how much they're going to miss that locker room. Mm. And the guys in the locker room and, and they say, oh, we'll never be able to achieve that again. No, that exact thing will not be achieved again. However, all of us have the opportunity to have our own locker rooms, whether it's small group at church, uh, your management group in, at work, uh, a sports team you may be playing on. We all have opportunities to be in groups and be held accountable and hold people accountable. Um, churches are continually uh, promoting small groups because that's exactly what we're talking about here is, is holding each other accountable and being there for your brother. That's right. And, set, and setting the tone and, and, the, and the standard. And, the, and that's what Joe Thomas did on the offensive line. And that's what we can do in our own lives. And, and yeah, again, a quick plug for Fantasy Football Fellowship. Those are those we want people to be in leagues where you're meeting regularly and, and weekly. And, and so we've got leagues that you can be a part of and be a part of community and 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 be able to stand beside other people. You know, talk about that offensive line. Stand Joe Thomas would stand beside those guys, play right next to them. And you know, you hear about too in the trenches. You talk about the offensive defensive line. It, it's life in the trenches. And and so that, you know, that that parallels well. That's a whole nother topic we can get into someday but um but but you're right dad that that that's that's what we have to be intentional about not to say oh man i remember you know it was so funny college where you know i lived with six other guys and it was easy and and you know it was built in community or high school at the at the uh lunch line or in the locker room playing sports no we got to be intentional we got to you got to make a little bit more of an effort to be there for people and, and to, to have people in our lives and and if we're thinking about it, then we got to be the first one, uh, be the first one to, to, to make, make that effort. And, and to, to take this conversation even a step further too, where, where Joe Thomas talked about as an offensive line, being a servant. And, and so for us, this mentality of, of being a friend, being there, showing up, it really comes down to serving people. And, and so are we serving others? 
And, and yes, you know, people that are close to us, but, but also beyond that too, serving people that we may not even know and just be, and just having a servant's mentality of, all right, what, what do people need? How, how do I need to show up? How, how can people count on me? Uh, how, can I, how can I be consistent in people's lives? How can I be that consistent you know, person and, and be, man, that guy's committed um, and, and, and committed to serving those around us and continuing you know, play after play, snap after snap, as, as you know, Joe Thomas did. Um, and, and so, uh, again, the other, the other thing that, that Joe Thomas said was doing something bigger than yourself. And, and do we think that way? Or is it always about, yeah, selfish ambition and self-gratification uh, and what's in it for me and what, what, what awards am I going to win? And, you know, it's easy in, in, in sports today. It's all about what stats they're going to get. And at left tackle, it's not really about stats. It's not even about winning. But it, for him, it was showing up, showing up for other people, for his, for his team, for the fans. They knew they could count on Joe Thomas. And that, that that was huge as well. And he mentioned that in his uh, in his speech also. Yeah, and in that he was thanking his dad because his dad showed up for work every day. He learned that as a young man, young kid, seeing his dad get up every day. And he shared a story about his dad putting on snowshoes or uh, uh, cross country skis to get into work. He said, "Hey, my calendar says today's work day. I got to get to work." I love and, it. And uh, that's the legacy the dad left for Joe. And Joe has left that legacy for his family, for his fans, for the city of Cleveland. Uh, it's a pretty cool story. No, that, that, that's a great example. And, and yeah, so who are the people in our lives that we can look to and go, man, that guy was, that guy was committed. That guy was consistent. And, and yes, the, the work aspect of it is, is great. And, and the, you know, working hard and, I almost wrote the devotional kind of about, about that as well. And so I think that piece is, is excellent, but, but I think the, the mentality of, of serving and, and being consistent and committed in that and being others focused, that's even, you know, it's even better. And, and even going to work with that mentality uh, is, is huge and kind of the, the added layer to this conversation. And so for us as, as followers of Jesus, we, we want to you know look at this from a, a biblical perspective as well. And, and so what does it look like to, to be consistent and committed? It means that it's coming from a place of love because Joe Thomas loved his teammates. He loved football. He loved Cleveland. He didn't want to leave Cleveland. He loved them. He loved it. Loved the city, loved the, the, the fan base. And so what is driving us to show up for others and, and, and being committed to serving others in significant ways. Well, we have to be driven by love. We have to love other people. And, and we have to, to, to love seeing them encouraged and uplifted and, 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 and them being able to, to, to trust us. And so here's what Jesus says in John 15, 12 in the Amplified Version. This is my commandment, that you love and unselfishly seek the best for one another, just as I have loved you. And so when we, you know, understand how much Jesus has loved us, the example that he was, the commitment that he had to us, he was so committed to, to following his father's plan, God's plan, and, and he was committed to going to that cross for us, and, and the consistency that he showed in how he loved people 
and he made it personal. The, each person that he interacted with, the, the stories of the Bible, it, it, he was consistent. He, he would fix their spiritual, spiritual needs, what they ultimately needed, but he'd also take care of their physical needs. And, and it was out of love for us. And that's the same thing that, that we can experience with him as well, is, is that he, he heals us from the inside out and, and his purposes are, are accomplished and it's personal. It's, it's between us and him. And, and, and he, he, tra he transforms us and loves us so deeply. And so out of that love, then we unselfishly seek the best for one another and, 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 and love and serve them. Um, and then also, uh, I, I want to talk about this too. So because of the victory that we have in Christ, because when, when we receive what by faith, salvation, forgiveness of our sins, because of what Jesus did on the cross, we have his power and love within us. So we, we talked about that last week, I think, um, just that Christ is in us. And, and so, you know, each day we then serve God and, and others with loyalty, steadiness, commitment, consistency, because of that victory within us. And, and from that, empowered by him. Um, and, and that allows us to keep showing up, even when we're losing, when life seems hard and, and things aren't going the, the way that we wanted them to. And, and for Joe Thomas, they never won. He never won a playoff game. Yet he still kept showing up. And for us, sometimes in God's sovereignty and goodness and his perfect plan, sometimes the, the, the healing doesn't come. So sometimes the suffering continues. Sometimes you know, life continues to be hard, but in the midst of it, we still have victory in Christ. So in the end, that's the victory. You know, from a football standpoint, Joe Thomas, his victory was he made it to the Hall of Fame. We still lost all those games. And so that also has to be factored into this conversation too, is that, hey, we continue to show up even in the midst of the losing, in the midst of the suffering, because God is still good. God is still faithful. God is still empowering us to continue to show up for others, to be consistent, to serve him and serve others. And so Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 15, 58, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the Lord's work because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And so in order for us to remain steadfast in our faith in Jesus and continue to be that person that people can count on, we've got to be consistent with our praying, consistent with our understanding of, of you know, the source of our power, the source of our life. We've got to be consistent and committed to, to worship and fellowship and being a part of a local church and, and serving within that church and, and committed to reading God's word. That's where the consistency starts. It, it's, it's that consistency in, in our daily walk and spiritual practices. That's how we're, that's how, that's how, then that filters out into all the other areas of our lives. Serving becomes just a natural outpouring. Loving people is a natural outpouring when we understand the love of God and the, and the, and the work that he's done in us. Um, and as we fellowship with him and as we spend time in his word, then yes, then we're, we're motivated and inspired and, and, and looking around going, all right, where, where do I need to show up? God, God, show me, show me where I need to go. Who, who, who do I need to encourage today? Who needs me? Who needs an encouraging word? Who needs something practical where, you know, physical need that I can help. Um, you know, that, that, 
do we have that mindset? And, and sometimes it's tough. We get caught up in our own thing, our own to-do list, all that stuff. Uh, but man, the, the inspiration just from a football standpoint today with Joe Thomas and inspires me just the day-to-day life, but most importantly, you know, the spiritual aspect and showing up for people in a spiritual sense too, coming alongside them, pointing them to Jesus, helping them in their faith and, and walking alongside them. And, and you don't have to have all the answers. You're not going to be a perfect, you know, uh, pr- problem solver. Mm. The, the things that, that, you know, we hear a lot, you know, just show up. The yeah. old Nike ad, just do it. Just show up and the best ability is availability. Just be there for people. Be a loving shoulder. Be a loving ear. Um, you may not have the answer and you don't even have to speak sometimes. You just need to be there and uh, and just show up. Amen. And and Joe Thomas said, count on me was my motto. It still is my motto to this day. And he said to the fans, Cleveland, you could always count on me. Thank you so much for allowing me to count on you. Don't forget to show up for each other. And, and so that's the that's the, the encouragement to us today. Be someone that that others can count on. Be someone that shows up for other people. And, and yes, there are times where we have to depend on other people and, and be willing to receive that in humility too. But, but we want to be that, that type of teammate that, that, that shows up for people. And again, like I said earlier, showing up in prayer, actually praying for people and, and interceding for them, praying on their behalf and, and, and asking God to you know, move in their lives and, um, and, and to yeah, truly walk with people on their journey on their journey of faith, on their journey of, of suffering, um, be, being there, being there with them. And, and there's just something about, man, yeah, I, I can count on that guy. I want to be that guy. I want to be that kind of guy that you can count on. Um, and so that's, uh, that's today's, uh, message and, and show. And, um, yeah, you, you mentioned, uh, Joe talking about his dad as a, as an inspiration. And so, uh, Hey, I'm here today. I'm inspired by my own dad and, and always can count on him. He's been a committed dad and husband. Now he's a committed grandfather and, and the consistency that I've seen it through, you know, through him in, in my life, 30, almost seven years of uh, me being alive. Uh, he's been that, that committed dad. So uh, he's been the example for me. Hopefully I can continue uh, that legacy. So dad, thank you for uh, showing up today. I needed somebody to fill in for, uh, for Luke and, uh, and you showed up, I could count on you. So thank you for, uh, being someone that, that I can always count on. So it was fun, uh, doing the show with you and man, we're, we're going to have to do it again. So thank you. Thank you, Bryce. It's awesome to be here. Love this story, love sports, love the Lord. And it's, I love what you're doing. Well, thank you. No, I appreciate it. And yeah, he's been committed. You know, this is year number 10 as a ministry and my dad, my mom as well, but they, they've listened to every show I've done. Uh, my dad's been to, I think every event we've done, uh, shows up early, stays late. So he's been committed and consistent in serving me and this ministry and, and you as, as a, as a sports fan, uh, if you've been a part of our events, he's, uh, he's served you as well. And so that's what we're talking about today. So he's, he's, he's living it out. Um, and so, uh, he, he, he can talk about this with, uh, <laughs> with some confidence and authority, this, this topic of, of today. So, um, Man, so thank you, Joe Thomas, for uh, for your inspiration as an offensive lineman and left tackle, and what you did on the football field. But, but man, it goes goes beyond beyond that for well, uh, for for in a big way. 
uh, as well. So um, are we that person for others that people can count on? Are we showing up? Be committed, be consistent, be loyal, be steadfast. And, and let's continue to look to Jesus as our ultimate example. He lived the perfect life. And so he's the one that we can count on. Because even Joe Thomas, he may have, you know, every snap, he has the record, every snap, played in every, started every game. He still gave up some sacks. So he wasn't, he wasn't perfect out there. So let's, uh, we always got to remind ourselves of that too. We, we look to some of these athletes as, as inspiration, but, uh, but we know they, they still fall short. They may have, hey, good for him. He's got the one, the, the one thing, hey, every snap, that's the win. But he, but he also gave up some, some sacks. Jesus is the ultimate example. And so as we wrap things up, I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. He's the one I put my hope, my trust in, and I trust him. Uh, he's forgiven me, and, and so I, I rest in his grace. And so I, I hope that that has been the case for you as well. And, and I hope that you will place your trust and hope in him and, and receive the, the free gift of salvation that he offers us. And so it's by faith. Uh, alone in, in the finished work of Jesus uh, on the cross, and yet he continues to transform us and, and help us to become more and more like him as we follow him, as we seek him. Uh, we, we, we are changed from the inside out, and we become more that person that people want to be around <laughs> and that, 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 they were, that they rely on. So, uh, man, thanks for listening today. This has been the Unpacking It podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and we will talk to you next time.